Good morning, everybody, or afternoon, or evening, or whenever you listen to this, the whole four of you listening to this. Um, hi, it's Jeff, it's Dane Bramage. Uh, yeah, I've gotten pretty fucking lazy on, <laughs> on this show. Um, I, you know, I know I need to do some intro stuff. I know I need to do, uh, sorry, excuse my, the noise. I'm just trying to put this somewhere that it can pick up the best sound and I'm not having a lot of luck with that. So let's try this. I'm going to put this literally on the steering wheel and hopefully it doesn't fall off. Okay, great. Great. Fan friggin'-tastic. How are you guys doing? I'm doing marvelous, just absolutely marvelous. For those of you that remember Steve Martin on Saturday Night Live a long, long, long time ago. I don't remember it because I wasn't alive. But I've definitely seen plenty of best of Saturday Night Lives. Especially when um, I was uh, sick. And I'm going to use air quotes on that. Sick in school. And I would be uh, sitting, you know, in bed, watching TV. Um, you know, watching... Uh, uh, E channel the middle of the day and the E channel used to run uh you know best of Saturday Night Live or classic Saturday Night Live um shows so that's what I would do it's like when you'd stay home from school like you had like I guess you could say like now it's like a playlist but you would have like certain channels you knew you started off with this channel and then you went to that channel like for me being a guy usually if I woke up and whatever I wasn't going to go to school I start off with Sports Center, catch some of that, you know, about an hour of that, and then I would, you know, turn over to like whatever uh, daytime talk show crap that would come on early in the morning. You know, anything from Geraldo to Jenny Jones to freaking Jerry Springer. Um, I mean, that stuff was like that was our version, I guess, of reality television. You know, um, because if you notice the rise of reality television, then uh, you know, had everything else kind of go down, right? So, like, you have the rise in the reality, reality television, and then, um, you know, talk shows and stuff like that, they go way down. So, you know, thank you, reality television show, for killing another media. I, I, guys, look, I, I don't know what the appeal is of reality TV. Like, I, I don't know what the appeal is of watching people. Like, I can understand when I was young, and they had things on VH1. Like, I used to like stuff like that. Like, Celebrity Rehab or, like, um, what was that? Oh, the, sur the Surreal Life or whatever that that one. What was that one reality TV show, man, where they used to take... I think it was on VH1. <laughs> where they used to take a bunch of people, you know, pretty much has-been stars, pretty much. Some, some were kind of mostly... Some could be current, but kind of like has been you know stars of of tv and music and whatever um they put them all together and a couple of people were like on reality like have been in the real world or whatever um and they just kind of throw them all together and say hey how's this gonna go they all stay together for a little while um and that was cool. Like, you know, we had like, you know, and there's so many different things that spawned off these shows. Like you had like Flavor Flav, um, Flavor of Love. <laughs> and then there was that one, the, the, the girl that dated or, or tried to get with Flavor Flav in that, that, that reality contest. And, uh, 
then like she had her I, God, I can't remember her name fuck it's been so long like you guys understand if you're not like of this time like of my age group you, you there's so much reality crap can especially sh like uh competitions there were so many reality competitions in the early 2000s like um from g's to gents <laughs> Let's get Farnsworth Bentley, right, to have a show on how to take G's and turn them into gentlemen. Yes, that's how we're going to do it. We're going to take hood, brothers, sisters, whatever, brothers, you know. And I don't mean that black, white. I just mean fucking just dudes from the ghetto or hooded out fools, con artists, whatever, whatever have you. And we're going to turn them into gentlemen. Because you know who's going to show them how to be a gentleman? The dude who held Puff Daddy's umbrella. That's what that guy... That's what his job was. He held P. Diddy, Puff Daddy, Puffy, whatever you want to call him. He held... Sean Combs. He held his umbrella. Okay? That's his... Keys to being a gentleman is find a rich, black, multi-billionaire, millionaire, whatever... Hold his umbrella over him, and you can be a gentleman like me. <laughs> so yeah, um, that that's how that's how all that got started, you know. So yeah, so they had a couple seasons of that, um, and the guy that really came out of that thing and got, which is weird, because I didn't even know, I didn't even know this was a thing, because I'm so out of like recent music. I just anything rap. I don't. I don't. I stopped paying attention around 2008. Like, there was a couple bands that I liked or groups that I liked or, or musicians that I liked in, like, 2008, 2010. Like, one of them was the Nux. I liked them. I thought they had, like, a, I just liked anybody that had a different sound that was doing something that, that not everyone else is doing. And then it, it just all started sounding the same, you know? <laughs> I remember... <laughs> I remember uh I never heard of this flow rider guy, right? And I remember I went to work one day and like I was like, Yeah, have you heard of this guy? I think his name's Florida. <laughs> Florida? <laughs> like Flow Rider? I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> you know. Um and I saw he was doing a song with some Justin Bieber wannabe. I don't know, man. It's just like, I, 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 there's like just a flood of bad music. And anyways, so the thing is, is like this dude, um, oh God, this, this guy on, on, uh, on, on G's to Gents was this guy named, um, uh, uh, Riff Raff. <laughs> And this guy, this guy, okay, so I'm gonna use the word wigger, okay, because this guy was a whoo-wee wigger, right? I mean, like just wigger, okay? Um, this dude, you know, had the fucking cornrows and the grill and the whatever, dressed all like, he looked like the Riddler, dude. Like, I remember looking at him, I was like, dude, that's a wigger Riddler, like, 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 he reminds me of Jim Carrey's Riddler. Just all goofy looking, bright, look at me clothes. Um, yeah, it was, it was crazy. But, you know, I, he comes out of this show, like, he was one of the contestants to get eliminated kind of early because he's a fucking goofball. Um, 
and like he's like almost incoherent when he talks. Um, and you can tell like this guy, this guy had no, absolutely no um, desire to change, or I, I, I don't think any of those guys actually had a desire to change in reality in this show. I mean, I, I don't know how they staff these things. I know it's like they're, they're just people sending audition tapes and yada yada yada. So. You know, that's how they get them. And they're not looking. They're just looking to get on TV, you know. Um, they're just looking to get on TV. So, yeah, this this riffraff guy, he gets on TV. It's like, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me. And then, you know, all of a sudden he decides he's going to start releasing, you know, music. I, you know, I didn't know he was a rapper on the show. I just know that he thought he had, he had his basement and he called it the Pool Palace. I don't know why he called him that, but, uh, yeah, so, like, he just thought it was the coolest thing ever, uh, you know, he's from Houston, um, and back, this is back, like, in the mid-2000s, where Houston was just blowing up, man, like, everything from Houston was, like, Mike Jones, like, that was, like, the big fucking deal, right, um, I mean, I remember me and Anton, like, <laughs> Anton being the pisser, we, you know, we lived together, like, Anton being the pisser, and then he would just yell out, Mike Jones! like just you know so yeah um anything from Houston Paul Wall all that stuff that was like just booming man that was like that was it that was the big thing and um so yeah uh Riff Raff comes from Houston he's this rapper uh he gets his mug on television and all of a sudden he's a star I didn't know this I didn't I, I, fuck, like I said I'm out of music I don't know who the hell the biggest rapper in the world is I mean I, th I still think Jay-Z is like the biggest rapper in the world so um yeah I mean and I've had my moments where I've listened to like Travis Scott and stuff like that um there's a song called I'm not racist I'm a kind of a fan of that one because it's different but it just because hip-hop in like the 90s man I like calling it rap but rap in the 90s was just so much better I'm sorry Tupac, Nas, Jay-Z, Biggie. I mean, you can take those four guys and stand them alone. Um, and, and they just... They, uh, Jay-Z was more like the early 2000s, I think. But, uh, yeah, I, 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 man, I used to listen to that Blueprint CD. The Takeover is one of the best fucking rap songs. I've One of the best diss tracks I've ever heard. Ether's awesome, too, though, Okay. Ether's awesome too. Don't don't get me wrong. Nas's rebuttal to that is fucking phenomenal. Um, so uh, there was a lot of good district, a lot of good beefs in back in the nineties. I mean, this was just how you got noticed. Is like you would start shit. I mean, that's Fifty Cent literally started his career by just starting shit with everybody. Um, you know, he even started shit with Jay Z, and. You know, Jay Z went on that oh god, that was hot whatever New York concert. He got on stage and he's like, "I'm about a dollar. Who the fuck is Fifty Cent?" You know, so um, yeah, I mean that kind of smashed him. But yeah, I mean like every time you would diss these guys, like it just gave it just gave him a name. It's like, hey, thanks. You know, you dissed me, but now people know who I am. Thank you. Um, you know, so anyways, that's how Fifty Cent kind of got his mojo going. So. Mm. good for them though you know it's like i have i give all credit to anybody that's like trying to trying to hustle out there it's hard man like especially in that kind of world like back in the day when i had money <laughs> if i ever had any disposable income and a guy came up to me and wanted to sell me a cd for like five i'd do it like you know okay whatever man it's probably terrible music you know that's why he's 
pedaling it out of his car. But there's always the off chance it's actually going to be good, right? And I did, like, underground rap, you know. Um, but, like, even that became too popular. Like, underground rap became this thing where, like, everybody's like, oh, man, you like underground? You like underground? You like underground? And, like, I like it when it was, like, Sage Francis and Ideas and Ability and stuff like that. I used to think the atmosphere. Those guys were cool. But, like, in reality, they really weren't underground, underground, if you think about it. Just because they're on, like, an indie label, um, Company Flow, those are, guys are cool, too. Um, but, yeah, no, it's, like... Like, they're still on a label. It's just not, like, a major label, you know. Um, and anyways, when, when when MP3s came out, it literally just changed the entire industry. It went it went completely in a different direction. No one does albums. No one cares about CDs. CDs are fucking gone. Um, you know, like, it's crazy how one thing comes out and it literally destroys an entire industry factory pressing all that stuff man like you know cds is were they were here one day and gone the next you know um if you don't have an mp3 player in your or bluetooth thing in your car you're fucked you know um you got a cd player i don't know where the hell you're gonna find those things at but they're somewhere <laughs> they're somewhere all right uh but yeah um yeah, it's riffraff, dude. Like, I'm, I'm sitting there on YouTube one day. I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking... Whatever happened to that cracked out fucking wiggered guy? I'm fucking... <laughs> he's a gents. I look him up. I was like, oh, my God, he's got a career. You know, it's like he's on podcasts. He's like, now, now, this motherfucker's doing country. 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 I mean, like, okay. <laughs> okay. Talking about his husky... You know, it's like, all right, I guess that's what he's feeling in his life. Everything, you know, he wants to kind of slow down, get out in the, get out in the outskirts, you know, a lot, you know, if he grew up in Houston, obviously he's white. Um, maybe he, you know, his, his, his grandpa might've been a good old boy, Hick, you know, he probably spent some time around his grandpa. Who knows, man? Like, who knows? You know, we, we, we tend to emulate our grandparents as we get older, I think, in my mind, um, we tend to be, it's not, we're not really like our parents, but we tend to emulate our grandparents, you know? Like, I try to emulate my grandpa. I still would love to emulate my dad, but I, I definitely try to emulate my grandpa because he was like the most upstanding human being I've ever met in my life. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, it's pretty cool. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, I saw that, that, that's kind of a fucking trip. I was just thinking about that. It's like, wow, you know, but, um, I don't know, man. I like, so there's some cool things in the works. I don't really want to talk about it right now, but, um, yeah, some, some, some stuff about podcasting, you know, might be coming up here in the future. Just keep your, keep your ears peeled off. Like I said, all five of you that listen to me on a regular basis. <laughs> hey, Hitler started out with five followers too. And look at where that guy went, huh? Woo-hoo! Right to the top. Right to the tippy, tippy, tippy top. But, um, yeah, no, um, you know, I'm not saying I want to kill all the Jews. I'm just saying it'd be a better place if, all, you know, if everything was just white. You know, I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, things are better separate. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm only half kidding. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, no, um, not trying to do any kind of edgelord crap. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, there's just some cool stuff in the background right now. Um. You know who you are, man. I'm I'm eternally grateful to you, sir. Uh, 
like uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to some stuff. You know, you guys will find out in the future, but uh, it's, it's like, man, I'm really jazzed about it. Jazzed. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah. Um, I'm just, we're doing a couple of solos right now. Twan's like, Twan's actually doing some stuff for himself and that's good. You know, like he, he needs to, um, like our schedule's kind of conflict right now and the kids, man, geez, always the freaking kids. Oh, the kids, the kids, the kids. Oh my goodness gracious, the kids. They are, that's one of the reasons I haven't had a lot of material lately, man. Like anybody out there that, that has a two-year-old, a three-year-old or a one-year-old, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you have two of them, an almost three-year-old and a one-year-old, man, they are driving me fucking crazy. Like, crazy. Like, I get a tension headache and my eye twitches when I get... <laughs> like, when I get home... I mean, it's weird. I, I have no headaches all day. I'm at work. It's like, do, 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 you know? And then like, I get home, I'm like, oh God, oh God, oh God. Like my head starts to fucking pound. Plus we got three dogs, two kids, three dogs and a partridge in a pear tree. Right? So we got these dogs, fucking bar two yippers, two little chihuahuas and one, he's the most love loving dog in the world, but he is annoying as fuck. He just, he's up your ass a minute. He just, he wants to play. He's that kind of breed. He has to have, you know, constant entertainment, whatever. That's, I, I don't, I can't give it to him. Actually, I'm trying to find a home for him because it's just, I don't know. I think, I don't think, I don't think our home is the right place for him. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, uh, we're trying to find a good home for him. If anybody knows uh, anyone that needs a, in the Las Vegas area uh, that needs a, a pit bull slash poodle. He's, like I said, he's a very good dog. He's a very f loving good dog, um, very loyal, um, he's just, I don't know, man, he's wild, and we have a small house, and it's just, I don't know, it's just not, it's not for, I don't know, kind of sucks, it's kind of sad, you know, because anyways, I'm, this is my dog, you know, it's like, it, it, it's, it's crazy, but he, you know, this is my dog, this is my, his name's Jeter, <laughs> I named him after Derek Jeter, of course, I'm a Yankees fan, which, by the way, man, Yankees are blue, oh, God, I haven't seen them this bad, like, I think in my entire life. I'm not kidding, man. I don't, I do not remember in my life them being this bad. I mean, they are like in the bottom of the division. They are dog crap. Okay. Um, why they don't fire Aaron Boone is just be, I mean, like, I don't know if he gives the best blowjobs on the planet or something. Um, I don't know what this guy, what this power he has, but he has been a fucking disaster disaster for the Yankees um and I don't know why management keeps it I don't know why I really don't it's like oh buddy you know I told you you can stay through the season even though you lost like 10 fucking games in a row mm. it's just bad it's just no one's producing the pitching sucks like it's just it just seems like everybody in the Yankees is just fucking tired. Like, like they're just like, man, uh, I, whatever. You know, like, they're just kind of like, all right, let's get to the next seat. Like, they kind of, you can tell, like, they've packed it up. You know, they've rolled it up. It's it's over. You know, they're they're way out of the playoff race now. And they've lost, like, fucking, I don't even know how many straight, man, seven, eight games straight by, like, getting blown out by most of them. 
Um, it's just, it's rough, man. Like they're just in, they're in disillusionment mode. You know, it does happen in sports. Like sometimes teams just go from being real hot one year and the next year they're terrible. Like they just, you know, they, they lose maybe a, a piece or two. Um, they don't have that same like clubhouse feeling. Um, and it just happens, you know, they don't get the, 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 they don't get the right guys in. You know, I just think for the Yankees, the best thing to do for them right now is it just, just anybody who's over the age of 35, man, bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye. If you're 35, you ain't getting any better, time to go, okay? <sighs> um, it's hard to say if Carlos Rodon is a bust or not because, you know, he can't, he came in real banged up, so, um, no, he does have a good track record, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, if he if he's able to stick around next year, you know, uh, Sevy, I don't know what the fuck. Luis Severino has just dropped. I don't even know. Dropped off a cliff, man. This guy was the 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 the, the flame throwing righty, and he's just fucking terrible, terrible. Now I don't know. It's just too many injuries. I don't know what. I don't know what the fuck has happened to the Yankees pitching rotation. The only guy they have one guy, one guy that's been consistent this year and that's Garrett Cole but you're not gonna win anything from one dude I mean the most you're gonna win is what 25 30 games at like luck and that's lucky if you could do that right so um you know what yeah it just it doesn't happen um so yeah it's 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 rough Aaron Judge was out for two months um and he's not even, he's not full, you can tell he's not full strength. He's, he's hitting in the designated hitting, which I think for some guys, like the DH is just not good for them. Stanton is fucking horrific. Um, Donaldson has been a fucking nightmare. Uh, Rizzo was hurt for two months. He had a concussion for two months, but the fucker was trying to Help his team, man. He's just he's a team guy, and that's why I love that guy. He's a team player, man. He wants to help the team win. And, you know, I think he felt like I don't want to take myself out because the team needs me. And then, you know, he was he had a concussion. You're not gonna fucking swing the bat correctly if you have a concussion. The two catchers, man, Higgy and, and, and Jose Trevino are just fucking terrible this year. Higgy goes the goes long sometimes, but like most of the time, they're just they're not good. They're not good. I don't know what the fuck. Like, this whole team. It's pretty much the same team as last year. But they've just fought. DJ LeMahieu, man, he. Fuck, dude. Like, he he is just dog. He had a he had a great year. Like, you could say, like, if there was a if there was a position in the All-Star game for utility man where the guy just plays any position, he would have definitely been that pick last year. Um, he, you know, he wasn't a position player, so. Uh, you know, he third, second, first, like he, he was all over the place. Um, they tried using IKF out there at, at left field and that was okay for a minute, but then he's not, you know, it's just, it, there's, there's just, there's no bright spot on the Yankees right now. So as a Yankees fan, it's like, Oh God, well, I guess that's over with. Um, so yeah, it, it's, uh, it's kind of crazy, but that's how it goes. So what are you going to do? You know, what are you going to do? That's sports. Uh, football season's about to start. I'm pretty... I'm actually... You know what? This is like the most excited I've been about football in years. Um, years. Because I guess with the Packers... That's the team I like is Packers. So, uh, you know, the last couple of years, it, the, the, the Aaron Rodgers drama crap 
has just gotten under my skin and I just got to a point last thing. It's like, you know, I don't care. I, I just, I don't care. I, I'm, I, I, when, when my team is just like, the, I, when they're full of drama and bullshit, you're not going to get me to tune in, man. I just don't, it's like, I just, you know, go out and play. Go out and play. You know, that's why I was always envious of the Patriot ways because they just went out and played. You know, they didn't, they didn't let hot dogs on the team. They didn't let guys that like to start up crap on the team. If they did, they found their way out of there pretty quick. Um, you know, and Bill Belichick, man, he's re- he's willing to give anyone a shot. You know, he really is. It's like, hey, if you can if you can produce, you can play for me. But you got to keep your mouth shut, and you got to play fucking ball. And the problem is, man, these this day and age, this day and age, no one. And I mean, no one wants to keep their mouth shut and play ball. Everyone wants to be the fucking center of attention because that's, that's just that's the way our culture shifted. Everybody wants to, look at me, I'm fucking doing podcasting. Anyone who knows me knows it's like, okay, I never thought Jeff would be doing this. Um, you know, I'm doing podcasting. It's not because I want attention. It's just like, hey, I got a lot to say and I got no one to say it to. <laughs> so, um, you know, and I actually enjoy doing this. Like, I, 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 I thoroughly enjoy just podcasting i find it fun as hell you know um maybe it's just a hobby maybe that's all it'll ever be is just a hobby i don't know like who knows um you know i must but you know what guys i'm gonna stick with it i i made up my mind it's like you know i'm gonna stay with it like i just you know um yeah so anyways who knows where it'll take me maybe it won't take me anywhere maybe it'll take me somewhere i have no fucking clue i have no idea it's wherever wherever the lord wants me to go that's where i'm gonna go okay um I'm going to follow his divine will and his divine hand. And that's where I'm going to go. And that's what I'm going to do. Um, so anyways, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, the Packers, uh, this, it, you know, I'm just excited because they got a new quarterback, Jordan Love. I'm interested to see what this kid can do. There's a lot of, a lot of hype coming out of training camp, a lot of hype coming out of the preseason that this is going to be the guy that he's he he's more in tune with like the the he's more in tune with like what the new quarterback of the NFL is, which is kind of a scrambler or a spread offense guy. Runs the RPOs real well. Um, RPO is like where you you have that run pass option where the quarterback can either run it, hand it off, or throw it. Um, but he's got to make that he's got to make up his mind within like seconds. Like he snaps the ball and boom, he's got to do what, he, what what whatever. Whatever the defense is going to throw at him, that's what he's going to do. So, you know, if he if they stack the line, he hikes the ball, and he notices that, you know, the linebackers are coming, um, he's going to stop just real quick, plant his feet, try to, you know, get a quick slant in or a screen or something like that. Um, you know, if he notices that the, the, the safeties are kind of backing up or the linebackers are backing up, then, you know, he'll snap the ball and hand it off, or if he's got legs, he'll run it himself. Now, the Packers have been trying to run these things with Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers used to have some legs on him, but it's he's it's just I mean he can kind of do it, but not like he's not as he was like ten years ago. I mean there was a time where Aaron Rodgers was actually like I remember um, in the 2010 year, the year they won the Super Bowl, like he was at one point he was like the t- <laughs> this is crazy, but he was like the team's leading rusher. You know, There's many games where Aaron Rodgers had the most rushing yards for the team, so. Um, you know, people don't remember that. It's like how much Aaron Rodgers used to run. Uh, and, you know, that that's a that's a big component. And, and there's some guys that do, like Tom Brady. Tom Brady's never ran a dip. But, man, if that guy didn't have the cleanest pocket 
in the NFL. And that's what Bill Belichick did for the Patriots, man. That was, everyone wants it. What was the secret? Dude, he had great defenses, great linebackers, smart. I mean, all-world smart fucking linebackers, you know, that could diagnose plays, could play pass, could play run, um, you know, could bring pressure. He had great, great linebackers. His front, I think that's always been his his thing. Get your front seven good and get your offensive line good and you can dominate, you know, because those are, the, those are the two, those two things make the game happen. If you have a great offensive line, you're great. Your front five is, is fantastic. Um, and if you notice, he tried to keep them together a lot. Uh, excuse me. Um, you know, but if you notice, he, he tried to keep his offensive line together as much as he could. Um, and that, that was his secret, man. Keep that, keep that offensive line good. Give your quarterback time. Give that running back a hole. He doesn't have to, he, he, you know, he, he doesn't have to get 150 yards a game, but man, if he can get 40 and a touchdown or, or two guys can get, you know, 30 and, and two touchdowns, that's great. You know, that works. Um, bring pressure when pressure's neat. I mean, he learned all that from Bill Parcells, you know, um, he learned that in that 1990 uh, New York Giants Super Bowl team that, you know, he, he was a defensive coordinator on. And he learned all about that, about linebackers and, and just, you know, that kind of stuff. So um, I, I I think Bill Belichick's a great coach. Just, he, you know, dynasties happen when you get a great quarterback with a great coach. You know, Bill Walsh and Joe Montana. Troy Aikman, eh, some people can say he's not that great of a quarterback. I don't know. It's hard to say. It's hard to say if he was or not because he wasn't asked to do a lot. And he kind of picked on – he kind of threw to one guy, Michael Irvin, and sometimes Alvin Harper, but mostly just Michael Irvin. And the guy had the most dominant offensive line in the history of football, man. This offensive line is front five. They call it the Great Wall of Dallas because they were like the best offensive line you've ever seen. Big, big, big dudes. Big dudes athletic dudes okay big guys that can actually move uh nate newton larry brown i mean those fucking guys were fucking ginormous um but man they could they could push boy they could push that fucking line man i'll tell you what emmett smith didn't have didn't have all the talent in the world but the guy was small fast and could get into those he had incredible vision incredible vision so when they opened up those holes that a truck could drive through man he just he knew exactly which hole to pick exactly at the right time he had fantastic vision he was healthy um yeah it's uh it was it was pretty cool to watch you know i guess we're gonna make this episode about football let's do it we haven't we i really haven't had just a sports centric episode i was gonna I was going to do something about, I think the next episode, what I'm going to do about, I don't know if it's going to be with Anton. I'm going to talk about like the, the, the very first kind of like news broadcast debate type situation um, that really started the whole hatred of the left and right of each other on television, at least on, on the news you know, how they scream at each other and call each other names and stuff like that and accuse each other of things. Like, the, the, this particular thing kind of opened the door to that, and it was just a gaffe by someone who, like, no one saw that coming, that he would say anything like that. Now, he was... I feel like this guy was goaded into doing it. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, there, there was, it was, it was two men debating each other and they friggin' hated one another. You can tell the contempt for each of them had a massive amount of contempt for the other. Um, there was no love lost there. There was no, um, there was no nothing. I mean, they were just, they just hated each other, hated to be on the stage with each other, hated to be on TV with each other. And they were, they were literally, you know, the same guy, uh, same planet, different poles, you know, um, it just, yeah. It, anyway, so yeah, I think the next episode, was, I was going to talk a little bit about that, but I think I'm going to wait till the next episode to do that. So let's just do that. And we're going to just get, you know, cause it's football season, baby. Football season's back. We got college football this weekend, guys. Got college football. A lot of people liking Georgia again. <laughs> Georgia Bulldogs, man. You know, when I was growing up, those guys were not the... <laughs> they were not the fucking cat's meow. Let me put it like that. The Georgia Bulldogs were not where it was at. I mean, they, they were just... Uh, they, they, you know, I remember hearing about Herschel Walker. Now, when, when I was born in 82, Jesus Christ, am I old? Um, the guy that was killing it was Herschel Walker, Georgia. Uh, we all know who he is now. <laughs> A little bit too emphasis. Some of these athletes just need to stay ex-athletes, you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> and if you got something stupid you said years ago, just probably, you know, if there's anything in your closet, here's, here's the deal. And Glenn Beck said this 10 years ago. And I, I, more than 10 years ago, I'm sorry, more like 13 years ago. But Glenn Beck said this, and I totally agree with this. And I don't know why politicians don't do this. If you got dirty laundry or shit in your past, you better air that shit out. The, the first TV interview you do, air it out. Let everybody know, hey, this is who I am. This is what I've done. This is what I've said. Um, you know, I was this, I was that. This is how I felt. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Blah, blah, blah. Get it out there. Don't, don't give them, you know, the right does this thing where they love to give the left ammunition. They, I mean, every bullet that's been fired at the right has been a bullet that they put in the gun themselves to the left. Okay. Um, the, you know, the left doesn't need to make up shit about the right because guys on the right have dumb shit in their past because we're all human, right? We're all human. We all make stupid ass decisions. We all do dumb shit, right? Especially when you're young and horny. <laughs> okay. And if you're this or that or whatever, you know, yeah. So, um, yeah, just get it out. Get it out. If you got some, if you got some kind of dirty laundry in there, man, just get it the fuck out. Just let it go. Don't keep it in. Don't try to fucking, oh, you know, I'll, I'll just not say, oh, I'm not going to bring that because they're going to find it. If there's a, it, dude, if there's a clip anywhere of you saying anything anti-Semitic, anti-gay, anti-black, anti-white, anti-this, anti-that, if you're on the right, yeah, they're going to stick it to you. Now, if you're Barack Obama, you can fucking say anything you want. You'd be like, oh, you know, I want to kill all white people. You know, like it, it's, it's totally okay. That's fine. You know, oh, the, you know, he goes to a church, with Jeremiah Wright, who just sits there and says all kinds of anti-American, anti-white really anti-Christian shit for years. And he says, oh, I, I just went to church and I didn't listen to anything. I just went to the concert and I didn't hear the music. That's all. Ah, what, the Eagles are uh, fucking, uh, you know, uh, no effects. I, I can't tell the difference. Who knows? I don't know. 
Um, so yeah, it, 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 that's just fucking nonsense, you know? Um, but you know, the, the Democrats can get away with that shit because that's just the way it is. Democrats get away with shit. It's just whether you like it or not, that's just the way fucking life works. Um, they have a different fucking bulletproof vest, you know? I don't know. Anyways, um, back to football and yeah, no, this is great, man. I, I really love that they, they, that this Packer season, this holy Green Bay Packers season is going to be away from the Aaron Rodgers crap. Um, I am so, so, so fucking relieved to see that. I, I was, I don't know what they have in the water in Green Bay. I just don't. That the quarterbacks turn into absolutely divas. Okay. They always come in humble. I was over. Yeah, it, it, it's the same, like Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, different quarterbacks, obviously, but same personalities. Okay. Um, same thing. They come in humbled. Oh, I was overlooked. You know, Brett Favre was taken in the second round. He was drafted by the Falcons. Falcons didn't really think too much of him um, because he had some bad, bad preseason games. Yeah, because you get you could tell so much of a quarterback by the way he plays in the fucking preseason. Give me a break. Um, anyways, uh, yeah. So it's like he had a bad preseason. So naturally, you know, the Falcons said, "Ah, we got Billy Joe, Bob, Sue, you know, whatever." We're going to get rid of him, or we're going to get rid of Favre. We'll keep Billy Joe, Bob, whatever the fuck. Um, so they get rid of Favre, and ha-ha, wasn't good for the Falcons at all. Boy, if they could take that one back, huh? Anyways, uh, so, yeah. Um, uh, Favre goes to Green Bay, you know, he's like, he gets he gets a shot because uh, um, uh, what the hell is his name? Magic. Mikowski, yeah, Don Mikowski, the magic man is what they call them. He was a quarterback. He actually went to the Pro Bowl uh, the year before, which, you know, Pro Bowl quarterback in Green Bay, that's a big fucking deal, um, especially back then because the Packers have been dog shit for years. Um, Brett Favre comes in, first game, you know, leads the Packers back to a win, wings the pig around everywhere. He's this gunslinger, and then, you know, he goes on to win three MVPs. Wins a Super Bowl, loses one to the f- fuck John Elway, fucking horse tooth bastard. I had a every fucking. Ugh. I used to have to drive up the two fifteen, and there was a fucking big old desert Nissan fucking billboard with his face on it, and I. I used to have to look at it every fucking week. I think it was Friday or Wednesday. I had to look at it. This horse tooth bastard. You know, just like, just, what do you mean? I'm I play for Buckle. Fuck you. Um, fucker. Beat my beloved fucking Packers and starting the end of the fucking, uh, bastard. <laughs> Tell him a little angry. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, so Brett Favre goes on and on and on, you know, it's like, and, and then like, like the fucking dude, the media dude was <laughs> blowing me. Major smoke up his ass. And I mean major smoke up his ass. Um, Every single game 
in like the mid 2000s when Favre was like, you know, getting towards the end. I mean, everything was, look at how Brett Favre throws. Look at how he runs. Look at how he snaps the ball. Look at how he stands on the sidelines and grabs his crotch. Man, no one grabs their crotch like Brett Favre. Brett Favre, and then John Madden, dude, this guy was like the fanboy of fanboys, the like stalker, you know, <laughs> stalker-ish with how, how much he loved Brett Favre. Uh, Brett Favre, yes, Brett, I, uh, take, take, uh, there's, uh, I forgot what the comedian's name, a guy used to do, the, uh, he was on, uh, Mad TV, but he used to do, um, impressions of, uh, of, uh, impersonations of John Madden talking about Brett Favre, like, uh, Brett Favre, this, uh, you, you take, take 11 Brett Favre, put him on the field, boom, you got a Super Bowl team, like, you know, that kind of thing, so, um, uh, you know, like, Brett Favre was this big fucking deal, I mean, he, 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 eventually captured every single record there was from touchdown passes to yards to wins, you know, had the longest consecutive games played. Um, and of course, as a Packers fan, this is the one that, you know, people really don't like to talk about. He also had the most interceptions in, uh, NFL history. Um, that was the thing about Favre, man, because it was a gunslinger. Now, when Favre was younger and he was under the coaching of Mike Holmgren, okay, um, Mike Holmgren was a West Coast offense coach, came from 49ers. He was all business, okay? All business. And he liked you to throw the ball if you, you know, he didn't want you to throw it over the middle all the time. He didn't want you to throw in a triple coverage. He didn't want you to do, take stupid chances. He just said, you know, just throw it away. Just throw it away. There's actually a, a clip of him, you know, talking about Brett Favre on the sideline where you, you see him, he's watching Favre do something. He's like, throw it away, Brett. Throw it away. Throw it away. Like, you know, and then I think Favre threw an interception. Like, oh, like just he, um, you know, and Favre would kind of, Favre did this entire career. When he kind of go off on like a bootleg or kind of scramble around or get pressure, that's as a, Packers fan, you held your breath because you didn't know what the hell was going to happen, right? This was either going to be really good, really bad, or maybe just take a sack. But this guy, man, when he got pressure, I don't know what clicked in his fucking head. When he faced pressure, this guy said to himself, ah, well, I got pressure. That means that the uh, if I if I start and I think this is what happened because when he was younger he could scramble he could run real well, so I think when when back in the day when he would take off yes he used to get corners to kind of look off of the receiver and kind of look towards him and kind of you know kind of kind of kind of play in between, um, but as he got older people knew he wasn't going to run for a first down that wasn't going to happen, you know Brett Favre ain't going to run ten yards he's going to run two yards get sacked or just maybe just you know get two yards but the the corners knew hey i'll just stay with my man you know and i'll make sure i i kind of zone into the ball because as long as i stay with my man and you know Favre, he's gonna he's gonna give the corners an opportunity to make a play he's gonna give the receiver an opportunity but problem is Favre like to throw uh jump balls you know or he'd throw the goddamn thing so fucking hard and i mean this guy this guy had the cannon of cannons on him, okay? Um, there's a story of Donald Driver, uh, who is Favre's wide receiver in the 2000s, okay? Really, really good wide receiver, okay? He played for the Packers for like 12 years or something like that. Really good receiver. Anyways, he, he's a seventh-round pick out of Alcorn State, and he's running some he, – he's trying to get noticed in, in training camp. And he throws uh, – Brett Favre um, – 
He's doing a passing drill with him. And, and he I said like far missed his target or driver, driver dropped or something. It wasn't completed. So he goes back in the line and he says to F Brett Favre, you throw like a girl. Oh, so Brett Favre does not like that. Whatever you do, do not challenge Brett Favre. Okay. Back in the dailies. Don't do that because it's going to, it's not going to be pretty. Anyways, Donald Driver goes on the next drill to the next pass from Favre. Guess what Favre does? Breaks his fingers. <laughs> Those balls so damn hard, he breaks his damn fingers, you know? Um, so, yeah, that that's – Favre had an absolute fucking cannon on him, okay? Um, and because of that, I think he felt like he could do anything. And there was a time, yes, he could do a lot. But he just he he as he got older he just started taking more and more chances, throwing more and more in the double cover, showing these these really really hard balls that he thought if he just do it hard enough, that somehow he was going to get past the corner, just bare and, and sometimes he got away with it, and that's what leads to you making more mistakes. It's the times you get away with things, and so you know he thought he could get away with it over and over again. Yeah, he just it eventually he, he just worked against him and he just kept on throwing interceptions. Um, as a matter of fact, the lat, you know, two of Brett Favre's biggest games, NFC championship, the last two NFC championship games that Favre ever played in. Okay. He threw atrocious interceptions at terrible, terrible times, you know, and he just literally lost the game for his teams two times, two different teams. Um, so, the time he did it was he, he had this um it's like a comeback year like everybody thought he was gonna retire. Comes back to this Packer says I'm back and I'm coming back one more year. And uh, the Packers have a really good season, man. I think they lost like you know maybe two or four games, something like that. They're the second place in the NFC. They have home field advantage. Um, you know the the, the divisional game, NFC divisional game, they play Seahawks. They fucking just just mop them. Uh, Ryan Grant, the running back, he picks up a bunch of yards. Uh, he's he's he does real well. Favre has a couple touchdown passes. It's a snowy day. The next week comes along, and it's the New York Giants. And New York Giants have a fucking phenomenal defense that year, and plus they have this like underdog chip on their shoulder. But man, they get after the quarterback. Their front four is fucking deadly, and they have like one of the best linemen ever in the history of NFL, Michael Strahan. Um, and you know, they, they could just, but they could get, they could get pressure on far. I mean, they really, they're getting after him and they had really good corners. They had fucking Plaxico Burris. Um, you know, they had a solid offense, Eli Manning, Plaxico Burris. They had a good connection going, but anyways, um, Favre, you know, towards the end of the game. And I knew this was coming, man, cause he hadn't thrown a stupid pick all game and usually tight, really, you know, tight, uh, pressure games, Brett Favre is going to throw an interception because he thinks that it's his time to get the win for the team. It's his time to do something special. It's his time to make a big play. And he's going to have to do that. You know, Brett Favre it up. He's got to throw in a double coverage and make a pass at some point in the game that, um, you know, maybe some people think is ill-advised, but, you know, Brett Favre is Brett Favre. So he's going to do it, right? So. Brett fucking Favre, you know, drops back, throws this ball that's underthrown, 
And it, it was just it was an easy fucking pick for Corey Webster, the corner for the Giants. And this was an overtime, mind you. The Giants kicker had just missed a fucking field goal to, to, to win the game. Packers go into overtime tied. And, yeah, Brett Favre gifts them this fucking interception. And Corey Webster, and then, of course, the Giants kick a field goal. And, yeah, and then bye-bye. You know, Brett Favre next year says, I'm going to retire. And he retires. And a couple fucking weeks later he goes, eh, I guess not. Eh, I'm going to come back. Packers said, well, got this guy Aaron Rodgers. You know, just drafted him a couple years ago. We got to give him a chance. Well, I don't like that decision. I want to be the starter. Well, you're going to have to compete for it and can't. Oh, well, I'm Brett Favre. We shouldn't have to. Well, Brett Favre, I'm sorry, but we're going to have to trade you. So they trade him. Trade him to the Jets, right? I mean, they use some of those picks. I think they got you. It's either B.J. Rodgers or Clay Matthews, like two huge contributors to their Super Bowl win. Um, Anyways, so he goes to the Jets. And they don't make the playoffs, but he has a good year. You know, blah, 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 blah. All that stuff, Brett Favre stuff. Uh, Brett Favre, New York Jets, great. And then in the offseason, the most unholy fucking thing I've ever seen in my days, in my days, he signs with the Vikings. The team that was probably his biggest rival in his career, the Vikings. And he's just doing it to, to piss off Green Bay. We Everyone knows that now. It wasn't like, I mean, I remember he went on, um, oh, he went on some show on HBO, it was a sports show, and I can't remember who, who used to be the host. And he's trying to, you know, legitimize it by going, well, well Vince Lombardi, you know, uh, he, he went to go coach the Redskins. You know, he, he retired and he came out of retirement and he went to go coach the Redskins. You didn't hear anybody getting mad about that. Yeah, bro, that's the fucking Redskins, bro. <laughs> he didn't go coach the Bears. You know? I mean, come on, man. Stop it, you fucking idiot. Like, you know, Brett Favre's own fucking worst enemy is definitely Brett Favre, dick pick. Well, you're going to get into that shit. Poor wife. Fucking got cancer and shit. Like, ah, anyways. Um, you know, Brett Favre's not the best human being, okay? Um, but, yeah, so he does that to because, you know, he was mad. Green Bay, woe is me. I want to go, I still want to be a starting quarterback. Da, da, da. I'm going to go play with the Vikings, and we're going to fuck them up. And they did. They did. They beat the Packers twice that year. You know, the Packers were actually good that year. They had Aaron Rodgers. Um, Charles Woodson was really getting into his own. I think he got, uh, I think that, it's one of those years, man, where he, it might have been the first year he got to Green Bay where he was Defensive Player of the Year, but it may have been the year the Packers went to the playoffs. I can't remember, man. I'm sorry. Um, But, yeah, so. Brett Favre, he's a fucking Viking now, goes in, beats the Packers at home, beats the Packers on the road, um, you know, ta-da, ta-da. So, you know, the Vikings are, like, the best team in the NFC that year. Everybody's thinking, oh, man, Favre's going to take them on that last ride. The Vikings are finally going to do it. They're finally going to break this no Super Bowl curse. They're finally going to do it. And then NFC Championship game comes around, uh, and they play the Saints. Now, the Saints had a defensive coordinator, Greg Williams, that – was pretty much saying, hey, we're going to do a bounty, okay? And, uh, you know, we're going to give extra money to those that can knock this guy out or injure this guy or whatever. Now, granted, guys, this is fucking football, okay? It's not tennis. It's not, I don't know, man, what, golf? It's, it's not a game that you're immune to contact, okay? These guys are paid to whoop your fucking ass. That's what their job is is to get you on the fucking ground and make you hurt. 
and make you not want to catch a pass, not want to throw a pass, or not run the ball, okay? That is their sole job, okay? And the whole idea that, you know, that's evil is fucking crazy to me because you might as well just not have tackling that, okay? Um, was it wrong? I don't know. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, they may be the only team that got caught doing that, but there's been many a fucking team... Many a team that have done that in the past. They're not by themselves, believe me. Um, so anyways, Favre uh, gets knocked around this game. It's in Minnesota. Now, it's, it's, or not, was it in Minnesota? Why have you been on the road? I can't, oh, fuck, did he have a purple or a white? I'm sorry, no, they were playing in New Orleans. But this is indoors. Minnesota played indoors too, so it's the same thing. Artificial turf, artificial turf. You know, it should have been the same thing. Tight game. <laughs> I remember I was sitting with Anton. Now, Anton's a Vikings fan. I was sitting with Anton. He's watching the game in my house. Uh, and and he brought over some, I'll never forget, Natty Light Ice. Just, oh, God, the worst beer ever. Natty Light Ice. The beer that gives you the worst shits ever. Do not drink this beer, folks. If you don't like Butt Wiper, you're not going to like Natty Light. Okay? So, he brings over some Natty Light Ice. <laughs> Natty Light Ice. <laughs> so, bringing some Natty Light. We're drinking Natty Light, watching the fucking game. And I remember sitting there with him watching, and, and they, you know, went to overtime. I'm like, bro, I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, you're going to see him scramble. He's going to get pressured, and he's going to cough it up. And I was, was it, I remember, did they go overtime there? Fourth quarter. I had to look that up, but. I can't remember if there was a game was an overtime or just late in the fourth quarter, but it might have been late in the fourth quarter. But um, yeah. So sure enough, dude. Sure enough, it was like a little while after that, maybe a couple minutes, because I think I think I said it to him like five minutes left in the fourth quarter. I was like, dude, tight game, dude. This is when Favre fucking does some dumb shit, and Anton didn't want to hear it. <laughs> of course, who would? Um, so of course Favre gets pressured, scrambles to the right. And fucking tries to throw a, which this is one of the biggest no-nos in all of quarterback play. Every quarterback from the time they're in high school is told, is told, excuse me, whatever you do, do not throw cross body into the middle of the fucking field. Do not throw cross body. So that's, you know, if you're right-handed, you're going to throw to your left right? Across your body. You're going to throw the ball across your body to the left. And, you know, don't throw it. There's two things. Don't throw across your body. Don't throw high in the middle. Now he didn't throw high, but he sure shit threw in the middle because he saw a guy coming in on a slant and thought he was going to be able to pick this off. But that corner knew that corner knew, Hey, he's going to throw across body. He's going to, he sees this guy. He's playing off him just a little bit, just enough. But Favre, yeah, he scrambles his right man, throws it across body, and there it is. There's the interception. That's the last moment Brett Favre has in a playoff game. Um, I think he played one more year with the Vikings, but it was a terrible fucking shitbag year. Um, and, yeah, man, like, it just, oh, God. Like, I, I'm in heaven because I'm like, see? <laughs> you son of a bitch. This is what you get. You know, um, shot in front of motherfucker, but 
yeah, so Anton's just fucking in misery. I felt I did feel bad for him, but I not no, not really. <laughs> I was fucking just woo! I go to the fucking we have food for less across the street. I go food for less. I'm getting some ice cream. Anton leaves, going home, cry, masturbate, whatever the fuck he does. And I'm like, yeah, fucking woo! This fucking lady at the register from New Orleans. She's like, who that? Who that? I'm like, or, or who that? Who that? And I'm like, yeah. And you know, like I knew what the fuck she's talking about. I was a little high and drunk anyway. <laughs> I'm like, I just know that's something that they said. Um, uh, in Saints Land is that who that thing? It's like, you know. So yeah. Um, I was loving it. I was fucking. I loved it so much. I better get some the next week. Um, they played the Colts in the Super Bowl. I was like, ah, surely Peyton Manning. Uh, that didn't happen. Because <laughs> usually, like, the way the Super Bowl works is, like, nine out of ten times, of course, things have ch Now, I'm talking about from, like, 1967 to, like, 2005. 99% of the times, if you just bet the favorite... You could win the game, right? Bet the favorite because in betting, they don't have to just win. They have to cover, right? So if you cover, if you bet on the favorite, they can cover. They ha they used to cover 95% of the time. You know, there's only a few times where the favorite did not cover the spread, right? So, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> excuse me. I, for whatever reason, thought the Colts are going to pull it off. Don't know why. Couldn't tell you. They don't pull it off, of course. The, the Saints win. Um, I'm a little upset about it. Who cares? I bet like 20 bucks or something. Um, and, yeah, uh, Saints won the Super Bowl. Brett Favre, disgraced. And all was right in the world. So, yeah. I was very happy about that. And, uh... Then, then the era of Aaron Rodgers began. Dun, 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 dun. And the Aaron Rodgers era begins in Green Bay. And I was kind of skeptical. Um, that, that didn't happen. <laughs> I'm sorry. The Aaron Rodgers era had already begun in Green Bay, right? So it actually had begun two years earlier when Brett Favre went to the Jets. But Aaron Rodgers... Um, you know, he's just, I, I didn't know what to make of him because I remember him in playing at Cal in his last, uh, season, um, in college football. And he get like, I think he had something like 48 touchdowns and just a few interceptions. Like he was one hell. And I mean, hell of a talent. He really was, man. If you watch him play for Cal, man, he could wing that fucking pig. Um, and you know. A lot of people know the story behind him, which was Aaron Rodgers uh, grew up a San Francisco kid, grew up in, uh, Ch uh, was it Chico or whatever, whatever that place is, it's by San Fran. Um, he grew up right there, went to, you know, 49ers games growing up as a kid. Um, you know, 49ers were definitely his team. Um, and, uh, yeah, so he... Uh, he surely he had some good. He had his pro days were with the 49ers. He had some meetings with the 49ers. As a matter of fact, the guy who went on to coach the Packers, who was his coach, uh, his longest term coach, and I, why well, I can't remember, he's actually a coach for the Cowboys right now. Mark, Mike McCarthy. 
Um, he went on to – he was actually the offensive coordinator for the uh, 49ers at the time when Aaron Rodgers were in the, was in the draft. And he had some meetings with Aaron Rodgers, and he was very impressed. He wanted to draft him. You know, his, his two cents was, hey, let's go with Aaron Rodgers. You know, it, it makes sense. It's all, it's all perfect, right? Well, there was a quarterback coming out of college named Alex Smith. Okay, and he had just guided Utah State to this, like, you know, great year, and it was unexpected, and everybody thought that he was, like, the complete package, scramble, throw, and all that stuff. You know, everybody just thought he he was the man, you know, and this happens in college football a lot. Is if you find a kid that takes a team that really has never done anything in college football, and all of a sudden they have this, like, great year, you know, he's in the Heisman running, doesn't have to win it, but he's just in the running. Actually, you know, I, I, I think it benefits people to not win the Heisman. Now, uh, There's only been a few Heisman Trophy winners that have actually gone on and, and, you know, done well in the NFL. So I think it's better if you don't win the Heisman. Um, plus, it gives you that chip on your shoulder and all that stuff, you know. Anyways, um, so, yeah, uh, it's... Uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's crazy, but that so so everybody thinks you know. Well, where, where's Aaron Rodgers going to go? You know, so Alex Smith gets the number one draft, right? And uh, he gets the number one. Alex Smith goes the number one in the draft. I think it was what the two thousand five or six draft. Um, he goes number one in the draft, and it's uh. It's kind of like, you know, like what, what, what everybody thinks he's going to be the big deal in San Francisco. This is the guy. I think Mike Singletary was the coach. Maybe. I don't remember that well. Um, and uh, so Alex Smith, he, he, you know, he, he had a really interesting career, man, because he had some real big ups and downs, you know. Um the thing is, the guy couldn't get any consistency, right? Like, he had, I think it was like four or five offensive coordinators in four or five straight years, right? Like, that that's a lot. Like, like you know, for a quarterback, that it, it's its about the system, right? It's, it's about if you're the right guy. Like, Tom Brady played in the right system. He was the right guy for the right Bill Belichick system, right? He just a guy that was going to be a game manager. He wasn't asked to throw for, you know, 500 yards a game. Um, he just was asked to complete passes, be efficient, be accurate, don't take chances, don't take fucking, you know, don't throw balls where you shouldn't throw them, right? Check down, throw screen, throw whatever you got, though, you know? Um, so, yeah, uh, that that's what it's all about. And and so for Alex Smith, you know, he's got his first year, he's got this guy saying, okay, Mike McCarthy, hey, this is what we're going to do, da, 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 West Coast offense, right? Okay, he leaves. Then you get the next guy. And, hey, this is what we're going to do. Blah, blah, blah. We're going to have more of a dink and dunk offense. Next guy comes in. Hey, we're going to have more of a Patriots offense. Next guy comes in. Hey, we're going to have more. Like, I mean, like, it, it changes every single year. So that's a whole new playbook you got to learn, a whole new everything you got to learn, um, the system, what the coach is like. You know, he, he couldn't find any consistency. They, they weren't going to get – Quarterback's got to have at least three years under a guy to really understand what his philosophy is. Um, and if he doesn't match, he doesn't match. I mean, there's been a lot of great quarterbacks out there that just had the wrong, you know, coach, wrong fucking system, you know. 
And maybe they've been in a different system. They would have had a different career. And sometimes they actually get that lucky. Like, like Drew Brees was awesome. But, man, when he got under Sean Payton, that was a whole, oh, wow. Um, you know, he was good in San Diego, you know. But, really, when he went to New Orleans, he started playing with Sean Payton, man. It was like, it was a revelation for him. Um, and he did really, I, Jesus Christ, Drew Brees, man. Fuck, I miss that guy. Because that guy, talking about winging, oh, man. I, I, I could go on and on about Drew Brees. Because this guy had... Not a speck of that athletic bill that you want for... He was just a fucking smart guy. He was Dan Marino. He was he was this last generation's Dan Marino. Okay? Period. Um, mm. Coffee's good. Um, anyways, so... So, yeah. Uh, Alex Smith, um, you know, San Francisco quarterback, so... Aaron Rodgers doesn't go to San Francisco. Okay, so everybody's sticking in that draft, 2005 draft. All right, Aaron Rodgers, he's going to go number two. No. Number three, no. Number four, no. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Keeps on going, keeps on going, keeps on going. And, and, and I felt bad for the guy because it just kept on fucking taking the camera back and looking at him every pick where he didn't go. Every pick where he wasn't the guy. Oh, hey, I talked to what's-his-face in, in, in Miami. You know, I might go there. No. Oh, uh, hey, I talked to Jackson. No, I mean, these teams were, te- like, I mean, Jacksonville probably had the farthest reach of all the teams on their pick. They picked a fucking quarterback. I think he played, um, I want to say, because he played, he was a quarterback that played, I think, Arkansas. Yeah, I can't remember the fucking guy's name. Mac Jones is what my head's saying, but this might be wrong. But he was a quarterback that was really big. But the the Arkansas ran the uh, like a um, what is it a, an, an option system where the quarterback did a lot of running, didn't really didn't really do a lot of throwing. He was kind of like a, a an athlete, not just a quarterback. You know, he could catch a little bit. So Jacksonville's idea was they were going to convert him to a tight end. Real smart. I mean, you, you know, now teams don't do that. You don't really see teams doing that. They don't really spend their first round pick on an athlete. You know, they they usually use their first round pick on a sure thing, you know, or as much as a sure thing can be in the NFL. So you, you, they use that on like maybe the fifth, sixth pick, something like that. They'll, they'll, they'll use it on like an athlete, maybe take a chance on converting a guy from one, one position to another. Um, but they, they, back then, that was a thing. You know, you drafted, hey, maybe we can turn him into this. I mean, it's a wide receiver. I mean, it, did, it, had, it did work. Um, you know, hell, man, look at the fucking, the Pittsburgh Steelers were, were a team that was filled with, um, with ex-quarterbacks made into wide receivers, like Heinz Ward. He was a fucking quarterback in college. Turned him into receiver. Um, Antoine randall he was a quarterback in college. Actually, a decent quarterback, too. He was a decent quarterback in college, and they turned him into a wide receiver. So, you know, it's, it wasn't unheard of. It, it had happened. And, you know, sometimes when they see these big body guys, they're thinking, oh, maybe this guy, you know, get him, get him catch the ball. It's going to be an asset. So Aaron Rodgers just sliding down, sliding down. Well, finally, you know, Green Bay comes up. Lowly Green Bay. Now, this is at this time, they have Brett Favre as a quarterback. Now, Brett Favre wasn't talking necessarily about retirement yet, fully. Um, but uh, you know, it was kind of a kind of a possibility. So, 
Uh, I'm sorry, I'm downtown right now, and I'm just watching. The things I have to see down here, this guy that has two bikes stacked on top of each other with some boxing gloves wrapped around his neck. Oh, my God, this guy. Why fucking drugs, man? Oh, I hate meth. This is the shit that meth does, man. Meth just ruins people. Anyways, uh, yeah, yeah, there goes your boxing gloves. <laughs> Anyways, um, ah, fuck, I hate meth. Anyways, uh, so back to another nonsense. Anyway, so Aaron Rodgers drops, 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 and then Green Bay comes up. Now they have Brett Favre that had just, um, you know, taken the Packers to the playoffs. There was they were a playoff team. And he was getting older, but no one had said anything yet about him retiring. Now, this is during the time of Rich Gannon that was like 38 and had just won an MVP. And, I mean, this was just a time where, you know, older guys still had jobs in the National Football League. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so uh, Green Bay, they know they need a future quarterback. And so they're looking around, looking around. Let's let's take a chance on Aaron. They draft Aaron Rodgers, you know. And Aaron Rodgers knows he's not gonna be able to go straight to to playing. You know, he knows he's gonna have to sit behind Brett Favre and watch. And Brett Favre's pretty pissed off about this because Brett Favre's thinking, you know, let's use the first round pick on this for that. You know, Brett Favre always wanted them to use the first round pick on some someone he wanted them, like a wide receiver or lineman, which they never did. They always they typically use their first round picks on defensive players. Um but yeah, they use this one. On, and when you're when you're a Pro Bowl quarterback or, or a legendary quarterback or an MVP quarterback at some point, like you just think that you're the guy. You're the guy. You know, you're not. You know, you're not. You're not supposed to be overlooked. You're not. You know, no. It's a threat to your job. So, anyways, they draft Aaron Rodgers. There, immediately, Brett Favre's pissed off and says, "You know, it's not my job." It's not my job to coach this guy up. It's not my job to show him how to play. Like, he was just really pissed off about it. So, um, yeah, so Brett Favre, uh, Brett Favre, you know, he has, he kind of has like a, some bounce back years, you know, like, yeah. Anyways, he leaves. <laughs> I already talked about that. Sorry. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm watching something out of the corner of my eye. It's just, it's kind of distracting. But anyways, um, so Aaron Rodgers gets his chance and Brett Favre goes to the Jets and Aaron Rodgers, his first game, plays against the Vikings, does real well, actually runs into the end zone for winning touchdown, which is like, you know, people in Green Bay. And it was in Green Bay and it was this big moment, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, everybody said, oh, man, we got a quarterback. Oh, man, we're going to be all right. And he did. His first his first season starting, he did really, really good. I mean, he was, you know, a top 10, 15 quarterback. You know, people really thought that he had a lot of promise. Um, and, uh, you know, so it, it, they thought, there, they thought there, there was a future here in Green Bay. So... Brett Favre, I'm sorry, Aaron Rodgers. Next season, uh, they go to the playoffs. They lose in a real, real fucked up fashion because they lost in the playoff game where uh, Rodgers got sacked and dropped the ball. And the 
Arizona Cardinals returning it for a touchdown. It was a big, big playoff game, man. They were they were firing that ball back and forth, man. It was a shootout. Um, and, and you know, Aaron Rodgers held his own, you know. Um, and you know, that year I think he went to the Pro Bowl. Um, and people kind of thought like Aaron Rodgers, man. It's like, dude, this guy's gonna be something else. This guy's gonna be good, you know. Like, there's a lot of hype going into the next season that the Packers are gonna be team beat, you know. Uh, cause they were a young team and they were, they were maturing and they were, you know, they had a, they had a good defense, man. They had Charles Woodson. They had fucking, uh, Nick Collins. They had drafted really well. They had about a four year span where they drafted defense and they drafted and they got two free agents. And one of them is really not talked about, but man, did one of them was Charles Woodson and they got them in like him in like 2006. Right. And he, Charles Woodson was a big fucking deal. Cause this was like the corner of corners. Like this guy could, he could blitz real well. He could play pass coverage real well. He could tackle well. I mean, this guy was a Heisman trophy winner as a defensive player in college. I mean, he could return kicks. He, he, he was really fucking good, man. This Charles Woodson guy was amazing. And Oakland for, for, for whatever reason, let him go. You know, they thought that his, because he had gotten some injuries, I thought his, thought his career was, the best years were behind him. So he goes to Green Bay, and he just re, remakes his career. And uh, you have uh, Ryan Pickett is this other free agent pick. And I remember it was the same, it was the same offseason they got Ryan Pickett. Now, Ryan Pickett had been a defensive tackle for the St. Louis Rams. And Ryan Pickett was this big fucking, I mean, a monster defensive lineman, right? And every, I swear to God, if you look at every freaking defensive uh, line that wins a Super Bowl, there's always monsters on their defensive line. Big, big dudes like the the, the Patriots have Vince Wilfork for years. Um, before that, they had Ted Washington. I mean, they, they always had big fucking dudes, man. Um, and I remember thinking that all the time. I was like, when are we going to get one of those guys? You know, we had Gilbert Brown in the 90s. Like, when are we going to get one of those guys? And Ryan Pickett, man, was a really, really good defensive lineman. Never talked about um, when you usually talk about the defensive linemen on the Packers Super Bowl years, you're always talking about BJ Raji, which he was good too. But I think a lot of that was just like, you know, he, he was able, because Ryan Pickett used to just suck in offensive linemen. Um, and he was smart. He could play nose. He could play in. I mean, he was just a really good defensive lineman. So this team's maturing. These draft picks are paying off. Clay Matthews is looking like a fucking beast, a linebacker. Fast, tackled real well, just did everything right. He was very coachable. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so so this whole team's maturing. They go into this season, and uh, Aaron Rodgers, they, they start off with like three wins, I think. I think they were like 3-0 and or 4-0. and I mean, they're beating good teams. They looked really good. They lost against the Bears. Bears had a good team that year, too. That was their first year with Jay Cutler, or second year with Jay Cutler, and they had just gotten um, oh God, the fucking defensive end from Julius Peppers. Uh, they got in Julius Peppers, and, you know, Bears are looking really good. They have this monster-ass defense. Um, and so, um, the Packers have a couple weird losses. And then Aaron Rodgers gets injured in a game, and he gets a concussion, right? And he's going to be out for, like, three games. And they have um, the backup come in, who is... Oh, he won a national cha- uh, 
Flynn, Matt Flynn, right? Mighty Matt Flynn. He won the national championship with the LSU Tigers previously. And um, he comes in and he actually does kind of well for them. Uh, I don't know if they want to get... Anyways, they lost a couple games. They were right on the premise of missing the playoffs, you know. And this was a team that had the most offseason heat. Everyone was picking them to go to the Super Bowl. Um, they had Dom Capers defense, which was called the Psycho, which was like they had a 3-4 defense where you had all these guys blitzing and they disguised it real well, where they had like, you know, guys that should be playing defensive end at linebacker, linebackers, defense. Like they were just, the front seven was just very confusing. Um, and so, yeah, um, I remember they had this, this uh, linebacker named Frank Zombo. <laughs> And I don't know, he's just a big dude, he did real well, he's really good, and it just, I don't know, he just fit the team. Um, and so, yeah, uh, the Packers uh, have a game against the Giants, and they have a game against the Bears. They could win these two games, and the Giants could lose, then the Packers could maybe sneak into the playoffs as the last wildcard team. Well... Giants, of course, have the Miracle of the Meadowlands where they just get fucked up. Not Miracle Meadowlands, I'm sorry. What, what was it? Um, they played the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Eagles, they were on top of the Eagles by like three touchdowns. Anyways, the Eagles came back and won the game on a punt return um, by Deshaun Jackson, who was, and then the, the, also that was the year they had Michael Vick, man, who like fucking rebuilt his career. That guy, man, he had so much shit, dude. And, and yeah, dog fighting's terrible, but come on guys, he didn't kill anybody. You know, the fact that he had to miss an entire season of football for dog fighting, that was a bit much. And I think what happened to him is if you look at all the trials going on at the time in the mid two thousands, it was people in their 20s, people my generation, of course, people in their 20s doing bad things, getting in trouble. And then because they have money, like it is now, you could game the legal system, right? They have money, they could get the best lawyers, and they could get the lawyers could literally get, you know, anything that they're in trouble for to be a slap on the wrist, you know, uh, probation or this or that or community service and whatever, you know, that them making an album could be considered community service. So... A lot of times they got away with murder, you know, in some cases, yeah, true, getting away with murder. Um, so I think the judge just went like, you know, he saw this black guy that was a phenom. I wasn't impressed with Michael Vick as a quarterback, but I knew, you know, a lot of people loved him and, and, you know, he was impressive to watch. He was definitely a highlight reel to watch. So, you know, he gets the book thrown at his ass. Oh, uh, excuse me. He gets, the, he gets the book thrown at his ass, right? And um, he goes to jail, man, for a fucking year. So anyways, he gets out, starts playing for the Eagles, da, 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 and he has a comeback year. It's really comeback player of the year, you know. Does really well. And then, uh, so anyways, they beat the Giants. Packers beat the Giants. Big deal, right? Last game of the season, playing against the Bears. Um, playing against the Bears at home, right? And the Bears knew. They even set up before the game, like, we do not want to meet these guys in the playoffs. We need to knock them out. And the Packers won that game. They beat the Bears last game of the season. They sneak into the playoffs. So the first game, they have to travel to Philadelphia, play the Eagles, you know. Defense shuts them down. Michael Vick is kind of neutralized. Um, and uh, 
Aaron Rodgers has one hell of a fucking game. Uh, and then they're running back James Starks, man. This guy came out of nowhere. He came out of University of Buffalo. And no one knew anything about him, but he just starts, you know, doing well. And that sometimes that happens. You get these running backs that just kind of come out of nowhere. And he starts, you know, gaining ground. And it, it, that was the thing the Packers really missed that year. They didn't have a running back that was really doing well. And this guy, finally, they finally got a running back. Um, and then they go play Atlanta. The Falcons in Atlanta. And everybody thought the Falcons were this dumb team. So they beat the Packers earlier in that year. Um, nope. Packers beat them. And, and, and fuck them up. Dude. It was like 42 or something like that. Some high-ass score. Um, and then finally they, they play the Bears in Soldier Field. And the Packers beat the Bears. Go to Super Bowl, play the Steelers, and, uh, you know, dominate. Not really dominate, but win the Super Bowl. Anyways, after that, Aaron Rodgers is the toast. He's doing the discount double check fucking commercials. Um, you know, he, he's a toast of the NFL, wins an MVP the next year, has one of the greatest seasons a fucking Carl, or, uh, uh, quarterback has ever had, wins MVP there, wins MVP in 2014, and wins two more a couple of years ago. Um, but the problem is Aaron Rodgers doesn't have a defense. Um the Packers just weren't signing the guys they used to. Um, they weren't drafting well for a couple of years. And sometimes that happens. You just kind of, and then they, they have some fucked up injuries happen to them. BJ Raji retires early, um, you know, and it just, it just doesn't materialize. They get close a couple of times to Super Bowl, but they just, they lose in shitty fashion. Um, so anyways, Aaron Rodgers becomes the guy that, you know, it's like, oh, man, he's so dominant, but his team is not there, blah, blah, blah. And uh, Green Bay never makes it back to the Super Bowl. And Aaron Rodgers becomes this fucking diva. And the same thing happens to him. They, they you know, 2020, man. I'm sorry, 2019, they decided to draft uh, Jordan Love. Was it 19 or 20? I can't remember. Um, anyways, they decided to draft Jordan Love. Um, and Jordan Love, you know, he's got some raw talent. We'll see. Uh, but Brett, uh, I was about to say Brett Favre, but Aaron Rodgers doesn't like that. He thinks he's the man. He knows he's the man. They got a new court. They got a new, uh, a coach, uh, Matt LaFleur. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers, he, he has the, the, the Saint or the, uh, the LA Ram system to run now. Which fits him quite well. Devontae Adams, he's a great route runner. Knows Aaron Rodgers, all his characteristics, all his little ticks. Um, and they become a great, you know, duo. And uh, Green Bay um, is a force. But, you know, Aaron Rodgers, he starts doing the Brett Favre thing. People ask him, are you going to retire? Uh, we'll see. Uh, this might be my last year. I don't know. I don't know. He, after every year, they always lose these games, these playoff games, and he gets asked, what are you going to do? And he's like, oh, we'll see what happens. I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. Very vague. You know, and what you want to hear out of your quarterback is, no, you know, we had a tough loss, but we'll be back next season. Um, and finally, you know, last year is his last year. <laughs> and he wants to be traded. Of course, he gets traded to, which is fucking weird, the Jets. Right? He gets traded to the Jets. The year before, Devontae Adams gets traded to the Raiders, and then Aaron Rodgers gets traded to the Jets. 
and the band is broken up and uh so yeah now here we are and like i said there's something that's in that water man that turns in quarterbacks and the divas i mean i remember i talked to a packers shareholder once years ago and he was telling me that brett Favre wasn't even at, at the end of his career brett Favre wasn't even dressing in the locker room anymore he had his own locker room to dress in right he was he was just everyone was blowing smoke up this guy's ass and just treating him like he was a god and uh you know it got old it was it was it just got old people are tired of hearing about it so I don't know. It's something in the water. But, you know, anyways, I'm pretty excited to see what the Packers are going to do this year. Um, We'll see. We'll see how well they do. We'll see if they can, you know, how Jordan Love plays. But I'm pretty excited about this, this football season. I just – I don't know how to get all that out about my Packers uh, frustration. But, yeah, man, no, no one no one breaks your heart better than Green Bay. Um, and I, I've had my heart broken by the Packers many times, many fucking times. Uh, you know, they, they just they got to this point where they always make the NFC Championship game in. They were on a run there for a couple of years. They win the division games. But they get to the NFC Championship games. They just get fucking rolled. Rolled by teams that went there. You know, they, I, except for the, the Seattle Seahawks. They almost beat those guys. But then they play against the Falcons. Got Fucked up by the the, the the Carolina Panthers. Got fucked up by them. Like, just teams that were just way better than the Packers. And then they played the Buccaneers. They got close on that one, but just bad calls, man. Bad defensive calls. Bad defensive calls. And they were having the worst fucking personnel out there. Um, And they just played smart. It's like they had to play MVP quarterbacks every year. You know, they had to play... They had to play... Uh, uh, Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, and uh, Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, and then who was that last guy? And, and then, uh, of course, Tom fucking Brady goes to the fucking Buccaneers. I'm a team I hate the most for many reasons. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was it was bad. It was bad. So I'm I'm I'm. Real eager to see how Jordan Love, because everybody says he's got a great arm. He's got a lot of arm talent. Someone said that last week in preseason. He's got a lot of arm talent, which is a weird thing to say. But can he be a leader? Do the do the do the players believe in him? You know, um, do the players believe in him? Or are they willing to follow him? And we'll see. We'll see here in a couple weeks. We'll see what happens. You know, uh, he's got one more preseason game to go. And then the football season starts. Uh, we got college coming up this weekend, too. I'm a Notre Dame fan. They got a little bit of hype. We'll see. Um, their coach, I, forget, I think the gentleman's name is Freeman, last name. Um, Marcus Freeman, I think. But, yeah, he uh, he's he's a first time, you know, he's he's a head coach. And he, he turned some heads last year, defensive coordinator. Really, really good defense. So we'll see what happens, man. They had this transfer from Wake Forest. Um yeah, we'll see what happens. Okay, he could he could have a good year. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's just, this is like the best time of year. Like you get football coming, the the weather's starting to cool down a little little bit. I mean, we got it's going to get up here in the week and next week a little bit, but you know it'll cool down again. So it's just you kind of get back and forth, hot and cooler, hot and cooler, nineties, hundreds, nineties, hundreds. Um, so yeah, we'll see, man. I, I'm 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 kind of stoked. I'm kind of excited. Uh, 
to see, you know, how everything's going to happen. Uh, how to see what the, uh, you know, everybody always asks, you know, what's your pick for this season for the, for the, you know, Super Bowl? It's like, I don't even do this year. I don't even know what Bengals. <laughs> They finally make it. Bengals or Bills? I like to see uh, NFC. I don't even know, man. I really don't. I don't. I don't have a fucking pick. Um, who won the Super Bowl? <laughs> I'm trying to think. Who won the Super Bowl last year? Oh God. Mm. The Chefs, Chiefs against the Eagles, right? I think the Eagles were a one-year fluke. The Eagles do that, man. They make it in one year, and then like you don't hear about them for a couple of years. So we'll see. I don't think Jalen Hurts. He's good, but, like, I don't know. That could have been just a one-year fluke. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, uh, we'll see. But we'll see what happens this year in football. I'm sure I'll be talking about it a little bit more. But anyways, guys, that's my football stuff. Um, I mean, th- those are years that I, I was closely watching the NFL. was the, the Rodgers Favre time, the Packers. And... Then the Packers had a couple years of just really disappointing playoff losses. So we'll see. Anyways, thanks guys for listening. And like I said, we'll be back. Uh, I'm going to keep recording, you know. If you guys listen, great. If you don't, yeah, whatever. You know, I'm not making money off of this. So it's not like, you know, I'm fucking raking in the dough or something. So anyways, God bless y'all. Have a great day, great week, great month, great year, whatever. Great life. Um, Thank you. Have a good one. Later.